Welcome to episode 40 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us today, we have a very special guest with us, a writer and podcaster, Jason Snell. Hello, I am emerging victorious Derek Smalls-like from my pod, ready <laughs> for action. Excellent. So glad you're ready. Hopefully you'll have more time than Derek did once <laughs> nope, you've emerged. Show's over. I'm just going to raise my hand now. Yeah! <laughs> glad to have you here. <laughs> it's great to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. This is uh, This will be fun. <laughs> It's one of, I mean, I'm sure everybody tells you this, but this is one of my very favorite movies and I've seen it many times. And so when I saw what I had been assigned, I was like, all right, every really, it literally could have been any minute. And I would have been like, <laughs> yep, got it, nailed it, fine, I'm ready to go. I would just yeah. say the word. <laughs> awesome. We, yeah, we get a lot of that. And that's good. Yeah. Uh, so, so in particular, what we're talking about here is minute 40. And minute 40 begins with Derek's triumphant emerging. From his pod, just as the band is finishing rock and roll creation, we end with uh, Derek as well with the announcement that this is Cindy's first mustache. (laughs) And in between, we have uh, Marty one-on-one with uh, Mick the drummer, and we get a little bit of uh, slice of life on the tour bus with the band. So yeah, so we get, uh, we had been talking about this performance of rock and roll creation, and we see that uh, that Derek has escaped and has joined the band just as the other members have returned to their pods. It's it's a great. I, I feel this is funny. The the way that this uh, this format works is sometimes you get the setup but not the punchline, and sometimes mm-hmm. you get the punchline and not the setup. And here we are fortunate the three of us to get punchline, <laughs> which is Derek emerging victorious from his, he's finally escaped the pod and then gets his arm caught in the pod as he tries to retreat. And it's just like, yeah. I love the piling on here of disasters. Like it's not just that he got stuck in the pod. It's also that he finally got out as they went back in and then he thought better of it, but then he gets stuck in. it's just like <laughs> stuck halfway back in. Uh, but he's he's you know he's game he's a performer right he's putting up his arm like yeah, yeah. he's he's a professional so mm-hmm. he's, yeah. yeah I love that gr- kind of grimace at the end like he might actually be slightly injured from that pod <laughs> and okay everybody it's yeah he may he may be waving for help he may <laughs> actually be asking for help <laughs> yeah and i also noticed too we were saying in the minute previous that everybody's more coordinated than usual costume wise mm-hmm. there's there's a real flow across the board here of the red black and white and he's got an actual black and red shirt like <laughs> yeah like a, for, for for once i think this is the first performance that uh we don't see any chest hair from derek uh, so i think the i was thinking about this uh about this scene especially about that that first few seconds of it that there are a few moments in in this is spinal tap that it's important to accept that they are competent right i mean the the <laughs> legends of the legends of uh, people believing that this was a real documentary, which right. I guess I believe, but it's hard. Uh, 
I mm. think though the the secret to it and the secret to kind of going along with the premise is that they have some base level of competence, not that they're great and not that they're self-aware because they certainly aren't that, but that they are, there is some capability there. And then the capability kind of gets misfired and misguided. And I think having them, they're coordinated. Like it's funnier that the pod thing malfunctions because everything else is coordinated here. It's better that they're, it wouldn't be as funny if they had no idea what they're doing, but like they've got just enough knowledge to be this ambitious but then right. have it fail. And I think that's that goes for a lot of stuff in there, that they have to be just good enough for you to laugh at when they do something terribly wrong. Yeah, that's a really that's a really well put point. And yeah, they're not they're not all stumbling in and late and they're not, you know, they're a professional like Sean mentioned. <laughs> the show must go on and so yeah, it does make it more impactful that things are starting to fall apart on this tour and just getting into the we're kind of piling the dominoes are sort of starting to fall fall, over yeah Yeah. but the the music is always good and and there have been movies about people that are just incompetent all around and particularly people that want to make it in the music biz where the you know the show's a mess the costumes are a mess the music's a mess it's just everything's a mess and that's you know, that's just a different kind of movie than what we're seeing here. Here, they're giving us that contrast that obviously, again, like you said, these 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 people have some competence. And, and part of it is the music. You can I can picture going to this concert and, and, uh-huh. and listening to a band and listening to this song. Rock and roll creation, I think, is a great a great song. I love it. But they just don't have it's not all together. It's almost all together. And there's just a lot of parts that are far enough from together that it starts to go and it's got that um musically it's got that uh it's got that who like shift mm-hmm. in the middle mm-hmm. where they get into the harmonies and all of that that's a really i mean yeah. some of the things that don't always get the attention because the jokes are so funny is that there are some funny musical parody bits going on in this film throughout and a rock and roll creation has has some that are really good too i, I think it's also fair to say that this is an extended it's funny on its own but this is also an extended setup for stonehenge like Mm -hmm. for the props going wrong i feel like i I feel like this is setting the stage for that later that that we've we've seen like it's probably more ambitious than they want also there's this feeling like the props can kind of enhance their their you know their their music and and so when it gets to that decision point where they're like we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna go back to stonehenge and then have yet another prop failure like i i feel like that's better set up by having this prop failure happen here agreed 100 well let's see so that's the first couple of seconds here (laughs) we've covered the first nine seconds of this minute we're solid solid Awesome. So then let's move on, unless anybody has any other comments on the first nine seconds, to the <laughs> hotel bathroom where yeah. Nick is taking a, a a little self-care time, something I advocate for often for artists as a uh, creative coach. I, I'm a coach for creative <laughs> folks, so I'm always, you know reminding people to take self-care measures and have some some time to recharge time Mm -hmm. to recharge. And it looks like Mick already knows that as a seasoned professional, he knows how to have a little, although I guess it's not too, too much of downtime if there's a camera and somebody prodding you with (laughs) questions about 
perhaps your impending death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Marty DeBerge is just sitting on the toilet seat uh, asking you <laughs> questions with his clipboard, asking you questions about how all the other drummers have died. But, you know, Mick, first off, let, let's face it. You don't get into the band as a drummer unless you're willing to kind of like blithely overlook the fact that everybody dies doing this job. And he's not necessarily the, the sharpest. This is one of the few times we get to hear Mick, right? And, yeah. And he, he he heavily agrees with Marty when he says, you know, the law of averages law suggests of averages. that he won't <laughs> die because everybody else died. And that's probably like, the, and I, I love that, that the optimism of sure, he just, anything that Marty can throw him to be like this is probably not a death trap for me he'll he will grab it yeah yeah so he's kind of assuming that these are independent variables and and if that's the case he'd be correct so if the fact that the drummers keep dying in mysterious and unusual ways is separate from the fact that they are drummers in the band then yeah you can kind of see like eventually someone's gonna live but if it's a dependent variable, if being a drummer in the band plays into their demise, yeah, then the law of averages does not apply. And I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if Mick has really uh, worked the numbers. <laughs> I on, think uh, on this. that's. I think that's why that cutaway exists too. The yeah. cutaway, which is it, otherwise, it's like a pratfall cutaway. It's kind of yeah. a weird out out of place thing, but it's showing him doing a spectacular drum solo, and he's like standing on his on his drum seat, and he's drumming, and he falls down. Mm-hmm. And I I think what we're supposed to take of that is, oh no, he's doomed. <laughs> yeah. Like this he's job not, will kill you. Right. He's not taking it easy. He's not being safe. He's not thinking maybe I should take extra precautions. He's just no. throwing caution to the wind. And it, it's it's interesting. So you, you mentioned earlier, Jason, how about kind of setup and, and punchline. And for to contrast the the joke with Derek and the pod and, and that song, we, we got a whole joke throughout the course of the song. We saw the other we saw the setup. We saw the other um, David and Nigel emerging from their pods and then Nigel not not being able to get out of his. And then we see the punchline at the end. And a lot of what they've done with the editing is to keep the audience on their toes or at least make the audience work for the joke. So here we're getting with with Mick in the tub is a little bit of a punchline and they cut out the setup. So in the original shooting outline, they had all these scenes in hotel rooms. And whenever Marty was talking with the rest of the band, Mick was always in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is the punchline to that joke. Like, what has Mick been doing in the bathroom? Oh, the oh Mick so it could have been like he's shooting heroin. Exactly. Yeah, we don't know. We just or- know. Yeah, it just says Mick's in the bathroom. Whenever there's a scene in a hotel room, Mick's in the bathroom. And now we get the punchline. Oh, he's he's taking a bath. He has a he, Well, it's not even a bath. He has a shower cap on <laughs> and he's taking a bubble bath. Yeah. A bubble bath. <laughs> It yeah, is guess, contrary you know, well, to what you, know, you would expect from yeah. a touring drummer. From a touring rock and roll drummer. Bubble um, bath. Little me time. Yeah. With, yeah, with the, the hotel shower cap. Uh-huh. Well, and I had a little uh, little information here that I took from, from this Mick in the bubbly bath time, which was this Jovan Musk oil for men on oh, yeah. the counter. That really stuck out. Like I couldn't even really quite read it at first, and but I could tell just from the, um, 
you know, the font. I rem- I was like, oh, Jovan Muscoil yes. for men. <laughs> I remember that and the bufferin behind it. Bufferin. Mm-hmm. But I did. I actually looked up the jo- uh, Jovan, and, and I found something kind of interesting. We've been talking about how these little extras and things that are in this movie that make it so authentic and real, whether you you know believed it in the beginning or not, but uh, you know believed that it was a real documentary or not. But they do get a lot of things right, and this is another like surprising little thing here. So I looked up and found on uh, good old Mental Floss they had eleven iconic perfumes of the eighties. <laughs> Of course, and, uh, 11. <laughs> of course, there's 11, which is always entertaining. Yeah, so they, they I, I recognized a lot of them. Christian Dior's Poison was a favorite of mine. There was Opium, um, Obsession. We all remember that. Obsession. This one, it's Love's Baby Soft, which I remember more from the 70s than from the 80s. That one that I remember. Uh, but anyways, as I'm scrolling down here, comes Jovan Musk. And there's actually a video from 1984. So that's very specific. That's, you know. And then it says, this is the other thing I found really interesting besides um, in a 1972 trend piece about musk oil having recently become popular, (laughs) time quoted Bernard Mitchell, president of Jovan Inc. as saying, The scent will stay with you maybe four days. It doesn't wash off when you swim or bathe. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) But it is also, they said it was a, at first started out as like a patchouli alternative that turned into the 80s power perfume. It was the Axe body spray of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it also reminded me of, um, because the video has like a leopard in it. It kind of reminded me of the, um, oh, what's the movie uh, with um, Ron Burgundy? Where they have oh, a whole, yeah, Anchorman, where they have the whole thing with the, the men's colognes that, uh, <laughs> the whole wardrobe of men's cologne that his friend has. But yeah, but then the thing that really tied it all together here for me was it said in 1981, Jovan paid the Rolling Stones $1 million to put the brand's name on the tickets sold during the band's American Tattoo You Tour. It was the first brand to sponsor a rock tour. And the practice soon became a music industry standard. So I just thought that was really interesting that Jovan specifically that they did this, you know, and it was 1981. So we're still right here in the time zone of the movie being filmed in 82. And then that it, you know, is tied to rock and roll touring. And then that they were the first ones to do like a sponsor of a, of a rock and roll tour. It's, this was apparently Elvis's aftershave scent, too. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> that seems appropriate. And to- and there, there's Marty DeBerge sitting on a toilet. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No! More death symbols are being pushed at us. <laughs> so just to wrap up my little segment on Jovan, mm-hmm. and they had some other, you know, some other interesting perfumes and colognes and things with different. Names, provocative names, um, but they actually, um, 
It says Jovan didn't stop at celebrity endorsements in its appeal to 80s consumers. It also jumped on the sexy train after creating an over-the-top 1984 commercial, the one I will link this, about uh, with a jingle that actually includes the phrase sexy igniting. In 1987, Jovan hired Adrian Lin, director of steamy 80s blockbusters, Flashdance, Nine and a Half weeks and fatal attraction to create a commercial with the theme of what is sexy and i and i'll i'll link to that too because as soon as i saw it i was like oh my gosh i totally remember this this was definitely something that it has a very flash dancey kind of it's it's a bunch of different images like rapid fire like mini images of um you know, different sexy scenarios. So <laughs> it just sent me to an interesting place. But yeah, that's my little take on the uh, whole Jovan <laughs> musk oil for men. Wow. Okay. So that does sound like <laughs> the kind of thing that, that Mick would be using. His kind mm-hmm. of Now, did they make, so they're primarily a, a cologne or a musk. Did they make a, a, a bath oil or a bubble bath? product as well i don't know um because i assume this is not something that's in the hotel room that you know kind of mick brings his own on oh right oh yeah Yeah. i think so i think so yeah he maybe he even sent the bubble bath with the oil i think this might be i don't know looking at that it looks maybe like it's a a a um, deodorant stick Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's that's that's what he's got there is he's using it as as his deodorant but whatever it is he wants to smell musky. <laughs> It'll make him yeah. popular on the tour bus. For oh, sure. There's a segue. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so the tour bus. Do we have anything else to say here, or shall we move on to the, the tour bus? The law of averages. That's all I have. Just, <laughs> yeah. just to think about that some more. All right. So, awesome. yeah, then moving on after about... Uh, it's about like the last 20 or so seconds of this minute. We're on the, the tour bus with the gang. And uh, Viv is destroying the universe with, uh, <laughs> with computer magic. I have computer facts that oh, I've great. looked up. I did my research here. Good, it, good. This, I've always thought this was Missile Command, but it doesn't look quite like Missile Command. And l- in a later minute that we will we will talk about, soon mm-hmm. uh, a little foreshadowing of future minutes um mm-hmm. the, at, at one point it's described as like there's a submarine and all that so i looked it up yep. this is a missile command clone called polaris and uh viv is playing it on a trs-80 color computer the coco yep. mm-hmm. oh wow that's what the, yeah. that's what this is so it, it, it's not missile command it's the missile command knockoff polaris where there are three subs shooting out things to defend these cities from missile attack uh using his key using the keyboard because mm-hmm. viv viv is uh pressing keys it's not like a an atari where he'd have a a joystick or something he's he's pressing uh he's pressing keys on the computer uh in order to target the you know wh- whichever one he's um he's he's shooting to to stop the inbound missiles just a little computer nerd early 80s computer nerd talk it's That's polaris great that's yeah, there you go. And and this was one of those early computers that would connect to a regular television. You didn't need a computer monitor. And yeah. it is it is all in one thing. There's a there's a brief shot you can see the keyboard that he's hitting and then it's kind of a larger box. It's larger than the keyboard. It's a I guess it's an all-in-one 
what's what they would call it these days an yeah, all-in-one it's like, computer exactly right it doesn't have a display like a modern all-in-one has but it's it's a it's a yeah that was the personal computer of the era and then you could stick mm-hmm. a stick a, a tv or a monitor on top of it and it was you know the color computer because it was it had color woo and it was very <laughs> exciting quite exciting quite exciting yep and he's, <laughs> he's playing that game which but it is like basically looks like missile command and and uh he says quite not only quite exciting but of course that this quite exciting this computer magic yes, <laughs> i love best. that i love every, that every time we watched this last night i laughed <laughs> every single yeah. time he said this computer magic yeah. <laughs> it was just he's he's having a good time they got this computer obviously it's an it's they just got it because yeah. we, we find out that later that that we they just got it and it's very exciting and he's uh quite exciting <laughs> and he's enjoying it it's uh I love the contrast here because we're going to see what else is happening on the bus. And it's like, he is just blowing things up on a computer. He's happy. He's a happy guy. Yeah. Uh, and if you think about athletes and and musicians today, this mm-hmm. is the thing, right? I mean, I'm sure there are also, you know, the groupies continue, but this is, this has become like a big thing. Like bringing your video games with you is a thing that they do. Like b- athletes will bring consoles with them. Um, there's even like a little side business that, that people have to create portable console things so that, so that touring musicians and athletes can bring like an Xbox with them and like quick hook it in and get going because they want to, they want to do this. So playing on the road, it has turned into like a big thing for touring people, but you know, so Viv was on the forefront is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, No, he definitely is. And I mean, I think that makes sense too. why there's like a lot of, you know, <clears throat> rock and other different, types of music that makes its way into a lot of the modern videos because they're like loving it and then they get to be part of it and you know collaborate with the people actually making the videos and yeah and I was just going to say too with um with with Viv since we just got to speak with with him the episode already dropped but he he uh, we had a great in studio interview with him and he said uh David Caffinetti the actor said that he uh the rest of the costume here is from the costume department, but the the coat he got actually uh-huh. from a, a friend and he said it was a really, as you can see, it's a very nice, you know, uh-huh. kind of pricey coat. And so it was a nice thing he could add in here to make make a great look for great look. And of course, I guess since he's the keyboardist, he's used to punching those buttons, right? Yeah, yeah, so that'd buttons. be a natural for him, right? <laughs> Great and look, I see, good keyboardist. Great look, good keyboardist. And I see right behind him is um, that kind of puffy mom mom coat too that that we mentioned before. Oh yeah, Derek's coat. Derek's coat. And Heineken. Uh-huh. That's been pretty consistent too. In their in these scenes, yeah, with like a styrofoam cup in it. So they've obviously like repurposed the Heineken box. <laughs> yeah, and as a cup some other stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I'm glad you had c- computer knowledge on that stuff. And then we move into the, the mustache unless, yeah, there's more stuff here for you. No, that's it. That That is it. I for, It's amazing though. You watch a movie and you just kind of give it a pass and it's like, oh, that's Missile Command. And then you, you scrutinize it for the Spinal Tap minute and you realize that's not, <laughs> you, suddenly you're down the rabbit hole of like, uh, so, you know, you did your Jovan Musk. I focused on 
on Polaris for TRS Coco. But, nice. uh, we, you know, that, that's what we get for scrutinizing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I love the, the frivolity and frolicsomeness of what's going on back here with this, this mustache party. <laughs> yep, it's, it's Cindy's first mustache, and she is <laughs> laughing at it and poking at it and, and just... Uh, Life on the life with the groupies on the tour bus, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I love she's got her leg warmers on and a headband. So it's, she's yeah, really, very eighties. She's yeah. got her ripped jeans. Yeah. 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 Got some layers going there. Very yeah. Cute rock and roll girl. Mm-hmm. They're just having a blast. They are right in the, right in the back of the bus, right? They're just there's a little thing there, and there's De- Derek and and the uh, the blonde, and then uh, Nigel and the brunette, and there, and then yeah. and then Ian is just kind of like watching the scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's just taking it all in. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's and there's a there's a phone. There's a there phone. phones all over this bus because in the later scene we'll see that there's like multiple phones in the front of the bus too. Now does that. You know, I'm wondering at this point, you know, cell phones are not common the way they are today, but actual car phones that through a radio system goes back to the the 50s. You know, if you were, you know, it was a a luxury item and you need to be kind of on the higher end. So are are these, do you think, you know, is this a phone? Can they call the outside world or is this just, oh, I need to call the front of the bus and I feel like standing up? I think this is the intercom for when you're in the back of the bus to call the driver or whoever's in the front. Are they drinking Hennessy too? Is that, I was thinking maybe it was Maker's Mark, but maybe you're right. I don't know. It looks familiar, but. Yeah, I was, I was doing some bottle, uh, bottle analysis. It could be Hennessy. Um, cause it's got, it's got that, you know, it's distinct. It's got the thin neck and then, and then it's yeah. got the, the, I think it's Hennessy. It could be, it could be in, in, and they're doing it as it, as you need to do it, which is in styrofoam cups. Cause that's <laughs> in the white styrofoam cups. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the one that's in the Heineken box behind yeah. the yeah. Good times on the road, life on the road. Woo. Yeah. Party Woo. on the road. <laughs> styrofoam Hennessy and, uh, Cindy's first mustache, another wonderful line that always makes me giggle. So while while you guys were researching uh, Musk and video games, I've I've got a little bit on the groupies. Okay, that's, that's where I spent my time. But uh, what do you say we wrap it up? I'm gonna. How about we tease that because the, the groupies will <laughs> you know they, they, this rolls over into the next minute. So. Uh, I don't know if we want to wrap it up for today and we can we can tease the groupie talk for uh for Monday. The groupies will return for about a second <laughs> next time. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, we hope you've enjoyed episode 40 of Spinal Tap Minute. You can find us at spinaltapminute.com. And as I mentioned, there was a bonus episode that came out oh a couple of weeks back. So if for some reason you haven't listened to the bonus um, Viv live or not live, but it was live in studio at the time. It's not live Viv now, but in studio. Then make sure to listen to that one. He he does talk a little bit about the specific scene and some other scenes, and it's really a fun episode. But yeah, I think that's about it for me. Yeah, and so uh, Jason, if folks want to hear more from you or see more of what uh, what you're doing, where can they find you? 
You can listen to my pop culture podcast at theincomparable.com. I do tech podcasting at Relay FM, and I write things about computers and stuff at sixcolors.com. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for us here at Spinal Tap Minute. Please come back next time. But until next time, and so say all of us, tap, tap into, into America. America. <laughs>